0: Hey girl hey. Yeah.
1: Hey, girl, hey. Let's go. hey girl, hey Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. Girl. Hey. Yeah. Hey, girl, hey. Let's go. hey girl, hey. Welcome to the Hey Girl Hey podcast, and I'm your host Kim Miller. Thank you for tuning in to episode 29. I hope everybody had a great week. I am doing great. I'm still. Very much so pregnant And (laughs) I'm holding on over here Um, It's starting to get super super real So I'm so glad that you guys Have been patient with me And um, I really really want to be committed To getting these episodes out every week I'm really working towards getting back to my Wednesday Day because that really felt good to me And it just was a very comfortable day And so yes please work with me guys But I am About four and a half weeks Left in the pregnancy And so uh, anyone that has had a baby and been pregnant knows that it's just kind of like towards the end, you just kind of uh, you just get wore out. You just are so tired. And that's where I am. So I'm still pretty busy in my life, but I'm really trying to slow down and take more time to rest, take more time to just adhere to my body and what I need to do and so yeah that's what I've been doing but I'm doing great otherwise I have no real complaints God has been so faithful this pregnancy um last week I was waiting on my results for my glucose test which came back good so that is a relief um so now it's just about kind of continuing out this pregnancy strong and We're so excited for the arrival of our new little baby girl. So yeah, that's where we are. But again, I hope everyone is having a beautiful week as well. I am preparing for the weekend and I'm currently um, hosting a summer party for my daughter. So it's about five little girls over here right now making slime and we have all kind of activities planned out. So that should be fun and interesting. And we're kind of wrapping the summer up. So I always like to do a few more fun things before, uh, Madison goes back to school. So that's what's going on. But, um, other than that, all is well, no real complaints. I want to thank everybody for the feedback that I received from my last episode that I did my first episode by myself. And it was very nerve wracking and I was very scared, but it worked out. I got some good feedback and I will continue to do that as I just kind of stretch myself. And, um, Want to keep good conversation and good content coming out to you guys, and just really just my heart. I don't know. I hope you think it's good content, but for me, it's really about sharing my heart and making sure you guys are getting to know me as well, in addition to the amazing guests that I have on the show. So. This week, in honor of the Hey Girl Hey, I want to give a huge shout-out to my big cousin, Carrie Dobbs. And we're only like 18 months apart, actually. But um, I've always looked up to her. She's always been an amazing musician and singer. And she just released her first EP. So I want to send all the love in the world to her. Shout-out to you, Carrie, for doing it. Um, All these years you've been singing and doing music, and this is your first time doing something by yourself. I have some amazing... um, family members who sing and who are musicians and just very, very talented. And and Carrie is one of them. So I want to send all the love. And I will make sure to tag her as well as list where you can find her project. I believe it is already out. If not, it's coming out very, very soon. The announcement did go out this week. So I'm super proud of you. I love you. Hey, girl, Miss Carrie Dobbs. But yeah, I'm so happy about this episode. My girlfriend, Morgan Caldwell, is somebody who... I've actually wanted on the show since before the podcast was even in full existence. We talked about her coming on and sharing her birth story. As I told you guys before, I do want to share some birth stories leading up to my birth just because that's where I am. And that's where I'm finding like a lot of inspiration and a lot of motivation for everything that I want to do with my birth coming up. So... I hope you guys enjoy, but this story was so magnificent to me. And now Morgan is an amazing doula, which I think is really cool. So I hope you guys enjoy. It's a little lengthy, so stick with it. If you got to break it down in a few parts, break it down. But it's such a good story, such a good story of God's miraculousness and the miracle of childbirth. So I hope y'all enjoy. My girlfriend is Morgan Caldwell. So I start all my episodes with, hey, girl, hey. Hey. <laughs> You gotta say hey girl. Hey.
2: Oh hey girl. <laughs> hey
1: Your little delay. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've wanted you on forever. We've talked about we talked about the podcast when it wasn't even done and on going on, but you're here now. So this yes. is Miss Morgan Caldwell. Thank you for being here.
2: Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm pretty excited. This has been something that I've wanted to do with you and be a part of with yes, you. Yes, so.
1: it's been in the works for a long time. I know. So thank you. Um, so you're here, you inspire me with your natural birth experiences, as well as just your being a doula and just being an amazing person. So with the focus of natural birth and doula, talk about um, your first birth in, in comparison to then we'll move towards your second birth. Okay. So what was that like with your daughter, Naomi?
2: So... I think because of my birth with her and how it all transpired, I decided to kind of do a complete 180 with my second. Okay. Um, So I was 19 years old uh, when I found out I was pregnant with Naomi. Okay. And um, I, being 19 and not being overly aware of my options or being overly self-confident with my decision-making, I decided to go the modern traditional route of using an OB. Yeah. And um, so I delivered up in the woodlands at St. Luke's. And overall, I had a pretty good Experience okay. Um, however, during that birth, I felt as though more things were happening to me mm. than with me yeah. or for me, yeah. And um, I didn't feel like I really had a say, yeah. And looking back, I think that played into a lot of the postpartum depression I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel empowered I didn't feel um I didn't feel like my body was necessarily respected yeah and so my last appointment with him I was 38 and I think like two days okay and he said your baby's measuring pretty big um I think we should do an induction Mm. and seeing I'm five foot, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very small framed. And so hearing I was going to have a big baby,
1: um, scary. I was told,
2: (laughs) you know, I wouldn't be able to birth vaginally if I continued Mm. going on. And so he said at 39 and one, um, we should do an induction. Okay. And I agreed. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't told of the possible risks that can come with it. I wasn't told about the different ways that you can do an induction or once you start Pitocin or an induction, um, you kind of open yourself up for more intervention later on. Mm. And so that was one of the things where I already felt like my informed consent was Mm -hmm. kind of taken away from me. And so... Um, I showed up to induction day, and we started the process. Things were going well. I was at one centimeter dilated and about, I think I was 90% of face. And so my body was already starting to do its natural process. And so um, I was feeling confident. Everything was going great. And about, I don't know, maybe three hours into induction, he said that we should break my water.
0: Mm.
2: And I said, uh, okay, we didn't really talk much about it. And he told me that he was going to do a cervical exam Mm -hmm. and see where I was at and and determine if we should break my water or wait. And next thing I know, he was breaking my water.
0: Mm.
2: And so it wasn't, I guess for me, I would have preferred had he told me like, "Hey, I see you're progressing. Yeah, I think it, right now is a great time to break your water." Right, but you he know. Just but did instead, it. I was just sitting there, yeah. and all of a sudden, I felt this gush of water. Yeah. So
1: at this point, you didn't have an epidural. No you epidural. You had the pitocin coming mm-hmm. in. I
2: think I was at like a four.
1: Okay, and this is a random so I was progressing side note pretty question. Well. Yeah. Um, why do so many women's water not break? It's Naturally. actually
2: very common for it to not break until transition, oh. which is about around seven centimeters. Okay, so it's just so about it's,
1: doctors doing it prematurely. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm.
2: it's not like the movies. Most women do not, do not go, into right labor go into labor by their water breaking. Oh, yeah, that's because your water bag breaks by the pressure of.
1: The baby with really the baby coming, down, coming
2: down through the canal. Oh. And it's best if your water stays intact longer yeah. because it adds that extra cushion. Oh. As a cushion to the baby's head and your cervix. Yeah. And so it adds extra cushion along with extra pressure to open your cervix.
0: Oh. Yeah.
2: And so uh, premature rupture of your membranes can, there's possible problems that can come with that, such yeah. as a prolapsed cord. And, that's emergency C-section. And so mm. there's so many things, and it can uh, interfere with the baby's heart rate. Yeah. And one of those things, I wasn't, I didn't you know You didn't know about that, yeah. Things. See, and me neither. <laughs> so, yeah, and so I was like four centimeters, three hours into the induction. Mm-hmm. Things are progressing well on it, yeah. so I, it wasn't necessary. Necessary, yeah. So he went in yeah. and did
1: that. And yeah. then what happened?
2: And so they broke my water, and things intensified significantly. Yeah. Um, of course, that's what they're going to do and so I just wasn't mentally prepared because I already on, I was already on Pitocin yeah and with Pitocin rather than getting like the natural wave feel of a natural contraction yeah Pitocin you're just you're on that it's peak back to back yeah. and you're sometimes you don't drop and yeah. you, you just stay on that peak. yes and so there's really no rest yeah. in that, and so I already was kind of feeling intense contractions with the Pitocin mm-hmm. then he broke my water and things just sped up yeah and I just couldn't catch I couldn't I couldn't catch my breath you mm. know like, I, I wasn't prepared for that I did I didn't do any birth classes okay. I didn't feel like it was necessary yeah um you know I just I didn't do my own research I just yeah. kind of trusted blindly yeah um and I think you should trust your doctors or whoever you choose to be your um, on your medical team, yeah, your birthing team. um however, I firmly believe in self education yeah and knowing your options, options yeah. and knowing everything that comes with each option exactly. so that you can truly when you make a decision you say yes to something, you're saying yes to all of it, yeah, you know and yeah so. Um, yeah, I just didn't feel like that was happening. So we broke my water, things intensified, and I put in my order for the epidural. Mm-hmm. It couldn't get to me for at least another hour. Oh, wow. And so they told me they can do a uh, slight pain relief through an IV.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that, you know. Um, it's our narcotic, and it... They put it through my IV and Mm -hmm. as they were injecting it still through the IV, Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there talking to my mom and I have to close one eye and I'm feeling loopy. I felt like I had just like drank two margaritas, like chugged them and it hit me all at once. Yeah.
1: What is the name of that drug? Do you know?
2: There's two different kinds. I don't. I don't remember the exact yeah. name. I didn't. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. and it, and it is something that does pass on to the baby.
0: Oh. And
2: so I wish I knew that. because, yeah. You know that can affect jaundice. It can affect the apgar mm. score, which then affects other things and heart rate and yeah. You know, just again.
0: Knowing. Can lead to other yeah, it can yeah. lead
2: to other interventions, and so and that didn't even take pain away. All it did was make me loopy and mm-hmm. kind of more.
0: nonchalant about it all I was
2: just kind of like well I guess this is labor you know and so I did not really feel the relief I was looking for yeah and so the epidural came and it worked and it did everything it was supposed to do Mm -hmm. and within three out two hours after I got the epidural um I took a nap once the epidural came and I woke up and I was ready to push yeah um the nurse came in I hadn't seen the doctor since he broke my water. Mm -hmm. So the nurse came in to check and she said, Your baby's coming. We have to wait for the doctor. Mm. So she held the baby in. (gasps) Really? So, yeah. And my body was naturally pushing.
0: Wow. So I was feeling
2: this immense pressure, but she's sitting there telling me not to push. Oh, my goodness. Which is one of the worst things. Yeah. The worst things you can do for your body because your body's trying
1: to do what it's naturally supposed to do. do. Yeah. So
2: here you're holding. You mean you you dilate, of course, but to hold a baby in—that
1: sounds your so body's crazy. Body's not meant
2: to be holding yeah. something like that. Yeah, for, you know.
1: How so, long did that have to happen?
2: Only about two minutes. Okay. but in the grant, like in the moment, it feels yeah. much. He comes running in, and I pushed twice, and she was out. That
1: sounds just like me. I took a nap, pushed twice, yeah. and my baby was there. Same yeah. thing, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. So it's. In the moment, I felt like I had a great birth.
1: Yeah. Because um, you just don't know.
2: I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know any different. And I, my thing was, I didn't end up with a C section. Right. I didn't have to feel pain. Yeah. I was kind of in the position of, like, why would you feel pain if you don't have to? Yeah. And so he left, and turns out he was, he was going on vacation See? the week after. And so that's
1: why he was rushing it.
2: Yeah. And she was only eight pounds and five ounces. Yeah, which is n- nothing compared to right. my second birth. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The whole thing of her being a big baby just doesn't really hold weight. Yeah, sometimes I'm sure sometimes it does. Yeah, because um, there can be complications such as like shoulder diast- diastasis and. Um, a few other things, but even then, like if you have a trained physician or a trained midwife, yeah. If there's complications, there's so they many. They still don't know how things. to navigate that. If you don't have an epidural, you can move around. Mm-hmm. You can get up and move a position, and so those complications won't occur. Yeah. And so after that, I had postpartum depression for about four months, mm. and Naomi came out lethargic, very lethargic. She didn't want to breastfeed. I was still coming down from the narcotics. And, yeah. I don't remember our first time breastfeeding. Oh, wow. And so a lot of it just ended up becoming a blur. Yeah. And so.
1: And that was like taken from you, I
0: feel like.
2: Yeah. And I was 19 and I was young and I mm-hmm. was naive and I didn't know anything different. And yeah. And people were saying to me, you know, when I started asking questions, most of the time people would say, well, you should just be happy you have a healthy baby. Right. And I felt silenced. Yeah. I felt like my experience didn't matter. Yeah. And my outlook on the experience didn't matter mm-hmm. because my baby was healthy. Yeah. And so then I I was 19 and I was basically a single mom and um I was, my mom was in town and helping me recover for about a week and yeah. then she left and my world kind of crumbled. I was just, you know, I Decided to take my role as a parent very seriously. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I stopped my old lifestyle of hanging out with certain friends and doing different things that as a mom, like your child comes first. Yeah. I, I really did that. Yeah. And, and you're such a beautiful Because I did mom. that. Thank you. You really are. Yeah. I kind of, um, I just dove completely in. Yeah. And where that's good. I also kind of... I really lost, like, who I was as a person. And so then I became on this journey of finding, like, what I really want and, like, trying to heal from, like, feeling like things happened to me. Mm -hmm. And it just felt invasive. And it felt like I was in this vulnerable state. And in a way, it kind of felt taken advantage like mm. I felt kind of taken advantage of yeah and like for some people who have been like a situation like that for someone who's been m- had some kind of like sexual molestation or any kind of
1: like assault or something yeah, like that. Any yeah
2: any kind of assault that would be significant yeah. birth trauma for them yeah and so all of this and all of that experience and all of my understanding of what happened kind of brought me to like about three months after I gave birth to Naomi, I said, Well, if I ever get pregnant again, I'm not doing it in a hospital. Okay. And I'm I focused then on education. So
1: you started even back mm-hmm. then.
2: Yeah. Wow. And so well I breastfed Naomi and so I was kind of going towards like the natural health of things. Uh-huh. And I was looking into like the benefits of breastfeeding and then I've learned how birth can affect breastfeeding. Mm. And so like I just kind of started working backwards.
0: Yeah. And um
2: I just kept learning and kept learning and then fast forward to meeting my husband. Shout Devin. out to Devin Cobwell. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we love him. Yes,
2: he's great. And so when we met, um we met and married very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Forty nine days into knowing each oh, other. My goodness. And then uh, within two months of being married, we got pregnant. Yeah, and so it was just kind of fast forward. Yeah, um, and it was exciting. It was, it f- felt different because I was in a marriage. Yeah, and I was excited to experience this. His first time becoming like, of course he was. He's a dad to Naomi. But yeah, being a biological dad and being a part of the pregnancy yeah. and being a part of the journey from the very beginning right. is just so different and so i was excited to be on this journey with him
0: yeah
2: and i told him that i wanted to do a home birth and he was like well well, he's he's pretty natural minded towards me so he's like yeah i mean that sounds cool but uh like in our apartment (laughs) after talking it over um he didn't have the knowledge that i had and so i Decided we would, a uh, birth, birth center would the next be, best yeah, thing. yeah, I can still have my midwife and we'll have, still have that experience. Right. And at least if things did go awry, there's, there's options. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I, I was working at this time uh-huh. and I was a secretary, uh, for a construction company and it was. Nice. It was a desk job, and so I you, i had a lot of free time, and so I just would research, research and look yeah. up different midwives in the area, yeah. and I found Katie Birth Center. Okay. And I found Kathy Rude.
1: So the birth center is in Katie. The birth center is in know Katie. I didn't know yeah. that. Okay.
2: And so I found Kathy Rude, and there were so many different options. I called. I called probably four different midwives yeah. before I finally called her. But the reason I decided to call her was because during Hurricane Rita, uh-huh. she was on call for a birth. Uh-huh. The mama called her and said, hey, I'm in labor. And she was planning a home birth. And so Kathy was, she was flooded into her neighborhood. Hurricane
1: Rita or Harvey?
2: Her, Rita.
1: Oh, Rita. Okay. Yes. Okay. Back. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So
2: her story made the news, like oh. it made national news. And so like, oh, this is cool. Well, she got on a swan raft. Her neighbor had a swan like a swan raft yeah. for their pool. Oh my she gosh. got she grabbed all of her midwife stuff that she could.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: onto the swan raft and the husband of the mama in labor came and picked her up wow. outside of her neighborhood. So she I was like I need that kind of dedication yes. in my life. So I saw that and I was like that's the one.
0: That's, that's amazing. That's the
2: one. So I called her and she, we set up a two hour consultation. It ended up being three and a half hours because oh, wow. we just clicked, yeah. And so, I felt like I just felt safe, yeah. like I instantly felt safe. Yeah, she heard me. Our first appointment, we cried together, oh, wow. and yeah, and like she heard me, yeah, like she listened and she cared. And I wasn't just another number, yeah. And I knew that if I went. Like, it didn't matter when I went into labor, she would be the one in there. Yeah. Whereas with my OB,
1: you just never know. Who I just didn't get... know, yeah. and so
2: there's not that same level of safety. Yeah. And with her, it was I wait five minutes for an appointment, and my appointment's an hour long. Yeah. Where my OB, I would wait an hour for five for a Five minutes. Minute. Yes, and, that's so true. You know, and so it's in her. One of her main focuses is on mental and emotional health mm. during the pregnant throughout the whole pregnancy. Yeah. Which was huge for me, seeing the fact that I had pretty severe postpartum depression with yeah. my first. And so I was like, Yes, maybe I can get ahead of it. Yeah. And another thing with my midwife is she wants the husband there for yeah. every prenatal meeting. Okay. Because it's not just me on this journey. He's on there too. Like yeah. It's He, not only am I learning how to be a mom again. Yeah. Or first time I'm learning how to be a mom. Right. But we are birthing our family. Together. Birthing into a father. Yeah. A father of two. Yeah. First biological father. And so not only did she work with me, but she worked with him. Yeah. And so not only did I feel safe in her care, but so did he. Yeah. He felt confident. If he had concerns, he could ask her. Yeah. Right then and there. There was no train of information right, right. right. Was, you know and so it just felt different yeah and um each appointment we talked about different options okay so we talked about um if something happened, what is her protocol? Mm-hmm. And we, it, everything was very. It was and, clear, written it, out. It, yeah. It was full of information. Yeah.
1: So if, if you're in a birthing center situation and you talk about the options, can they give an epidural or at that point would you go no. to the hospital?
2: You would transfer. Okay. Yeah. You would transfer, but they do have a uh, gas mm-hmm. that you can put on a uh, nitrous oxide. Okay. And that is kind of, it's it's like laughing gas. Oh, okay. And so it, they don't believe it passes to the baby, which is one reason they use it. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's, it it's not a painkiller. It's a, like, it just kind of relaxes you. Okay. So you'll still feel pain. Yeah. But you're more relaxed, which will, will allow your body to continue to progress without intervention.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
2: Um, they don't really do intervention.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, Until, like, so in the state of Texas, and I think this is mainly nationwide for a midwife, is that you can only go to 42 weeks. Okay. After that, your midwife is now not legally able to
0: Deliver. deliver your baby. Okay.
2: However... My midwife, if I went past 42 weeks, she'd still go to the hospital with me. Okay. And she'd see that through. Oh, okay. She would be there with me for the whole process. Gotcha. And she'd walk me through it and she'd focus on my mental health of, hey, my birth plan completely changed. Yeah. Let's work through this. Okay. Let's, let's talk about this. And yeah. let's, you know, make sure you're okay. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so we got to 39 weeks and... I was dilated to a one mm-hmm. and I was, I think, 80% of face. Okay. So my body was working. Yeah. Like doing its thing. Right. right and um, everything was looking good. And then we got to 40 weeks and my due date came and passed and there was no sign of labor. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom came in at 40 weeks and three days. Okay. And she was only staying 10 days. Okay. And so she was here for a couple of days and labor still wasn't coming. Yeah. So by that point, after 40 weeks, my midwife schedules a non-stress test. Okay. Just to make, just to check on the placenta. You do another ultrasound, you check the placenta and you check and make sure baby's heart rate is doing okay yeah. and just to make sure everything's Okay. Oh, I forgot to add. This pregnancy, we did a gender surprise. Oh. So we didn't you know. You didn't know the sex. Yeah, we didn't know the sex of the baby. And we only had one We only had one ultrasound. Okay. Which was at 20 weeks. Okay. And so we got to see the baby again. And we did the non-stress test. And everything looked great. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: I really wanted my mom there for the birth. Yeah. Um, and so when I was six months pregnant my midwife started asking me like how do you envision your birth like what's your birth what do you want it to look like
0: yeah
2: you know i said either sunrise and sunset Uh huh. i said four hours total oh and i said i feel the baby's gonna come december 5th mm. which was seven days after or eight days after my due date okay and I was like, for some reason, I want this baby early. I don't want to go that long. Yeah. But I feel December 5th is going to yeah, be... Yeah, I
1: remember you told the, me that when you were yeah. pregnant. Yeah. I
2: knew this, like, yeah, around six months. Yeah. And so um, we just kept speaking that. Kept speaking the sunrise or sunset. Like, that's what I envisioned, like, okay. the birth center would look like. Like, yeah. dim lights, not soup, not daylight, Yeah. but kind of in between Okay. That, like... That birthing hour, just yeah. that you know, the golden hour is what some people say. Yeah. So that's what I was envisioning, and I said four hours, and my midwife was like, "Okay, well, let's just speak that out." And yeah. So um, we did that, and we did a hypno birthing class. We okay. did the hypno birthing method.
1: Okay. And you did that with her at the at the birthing center.
2: Or so they offer classes at the birthing center, okay. but they don't do the classes. Gotcha. Okay. So they have they offer. Like, four different options of classes.
1: Yeah, I got to look into that because I want to yeah. do one. Yeah.
2: You, I think you'd really enjoy hypnobirthing. Yeah. So, I, I chose the hypnobirthing method. Okay. Um, she said it would be a good candidate. And What so, are the
1: other methods, just so we know? Cause so, I... there's,
2: like, a birth boot camp. Okay. And then there's the Bradley method.
0: And Bradley then method?
1: What is that?
2: It's, it's more centered around natural birth. Okay. Um... But it's more around the process rather than like management. Oh, okay. Like, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent familiar okay. with it, but um, and then they do the lamas. Oh, okay, yeah. So just kind of the standards, and then they did hypnobirthing. Yeah, like, that one's got my interest. Sounds cool. Because yeah. meditation <laughs> and like that's that's kind of something that Devin and I enjoy doing and okay so she explained what hypnobirthing is yeah and
1: um which explain that to the people okay.
2: <laughs> so hypnobirthing is oh how do i explain it it's understanding the power of oh, okay i think for me hypnobirthing focuses around self-awareness uh-huh. empowerment Mind and body connection, yeah, and mind and body control, okay, and so oh, and knowledge, knowledge of all things birth, <laughs> yeah, 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 um, and so all of that, like how it was pitched to me and how I was approached by it was like, yeah, that sounds awesome, yeah. and so it's this art. We took a six week course. It was about two hours each, and then we got a little packet full of information and yeah. different, um. Ways to practice it, and we got a book and a CD. Okay, and so ooh, Devin and I started the process. Yeah, and there were about eight people in our class. Um, and this instructor focused a lot on the fears. Where are our fears? Okay, yeah. so rather that's hearing stories of the way our parents birth, right? What we've seen in movies um different people's stories that you've just heard yeah um you know where so much
1: of that plays a role yeah, yeah. it
2: does and it, and it goes into your subconscious yeah and it will affect the way most people don't want to birth naturally because of the fear of the pain yeah it really doesn't have much to do with anything else right most people if you ask them they don't want to feel the pain or they're afraid of the pain or don't think they can handle the pain. Right. And so they focus a lot on pain management and how, uh, you can induce pain relief Mm -hmm. with your mind. Okay. And it's very, it's a very unique method. Yeah. And it's an, I guess it is a form of hypnosis, mm-hmm. but it's not like the dangling something uh-huh. in front of your, you yeah. your eyes and your eyes go right. you know, wait, it's, wait. it's about like understanding like you, when you're driving, uh-huh. right, you're driving home from work and you're on your way home and you kind of start to doze off and then you get to your house and you're like, well, I don't remember that drive at all, yeah. but you made it, yeah. right, and that's a form of hypnosis. Yeah. You know exactly where you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, the streets, you know, it, it's the back of your hand you yeah. every day. And so um, that's a form of hypnosis. Yeah. And so this just capitalizes on like different sounds or different smells and yeah. how all of your senses mm-hmm. come together mm. to produce some sort of physical and mental response.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So,
1: so what did you, I know you did the course, but what did that look like for you and Devin? Like even on a day to day preparing for that?
2: Okay. So I took the course around 28 weeks. Okay. And, um, the courses there would be like, kind of like, I guess I would call them guided meditations, right? Where you close your eyes and you work together and they, so they use different words. So mm-hmm. rather than a contraction, it's a wave. Okay. Because a contraction is a hard, like when you think of contraction, you think of tense. Yeah. And you think of tightening. And yeah. you think of closing. And so rather than pushing, you're breathing your baby down. Yeah. So each breath you're pushing, you're like, you're releasing your baby. Yeah. You're opening, like your body's opening. And so it's very much about just like kind of rewiring your brain yeah. to look at the whole process differently. Okay. And so we did it on a birth ball mm-hmm. or you could bring like a chair of choice, whatever you think you're going to be laboring Most on. Okay. Yeah. So that way it's, it's familiar yeah. during the day. Yeah. During the day of labor.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. So that okay.
2: you kind of, you know, like muscle memory, it, yeah. you'll create like a muscle memory response.
1: And what was your, uh, did you have a birth ball? I
2: used a birth ball. Okay. Um, and Devin would sit on it with me and or on a different one or on yeah. a chair behind me. Yeah. And he they, they taught you different like pressure points and okay. different like massage techniques.
0: Yeah.
2: And usually started from like the top of your neck, okay. moving down. Mm. Continuing down. Yeah. Because so it's just the slow move movement of moving down. Yeah. And it's gentle and it's relaxed. And yeah. it's his familiar hands. Mm. And it's so then during labor, each breath I would take he would move down yeah. slowly. So then during labor, like if I started to tense up, he could touch my back and I would breathe. Oh, and my and body would, loosen, would just were... loosen from the top of my head to oh, the wow. tip of my toes type yeah. of thing. And so it is important. This is not a method that you can just read a book on and not practice it. Like okay. you have to practice it. Okay. Rather that's, you don't even, I would say you don't even have to take a class.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You, there's, we live in, such a great day and age of (laughs) YouTube and (laughs) yeah I mean Pinterest has guide like these guides and
0: yeah YouTube
2: has tons and there's podcasts on it and so there's so many ways that you can practice this without taking a class yeah but so we would practice in class and then they tell you to go home and practice it okay and we were given a cd
0: yeah
2: and so I would put the cd on every night before bed okay and so because even when you're sleeping your subconscious is always awake. Yeah. It's
1: always listening, it's always learning. So you would play this even while so I'd you were sleeping? I play
2: asleep. it. Yeah, I'd usually I try not to fall asleep to it because yeah. I wanted to reach optimum relaxation without completely just like going to sleep. Yeah unfortunately i'm not very good at that ah. i I sleep i go to sleep pretty easily yeah. and i sleep pretty hard so i would never really fully reach the like stay awake <laughs> yeah. i usually i was out usually. yeah and
1: is it like affirmations and like soft music or there
2: are affirmations yeah um they speak a lot on affirmations okay um and so in the different colors like what color brings you peace? What color mm. brings you relaxation and joy? And so I chose like a, what color was it? it was like kind of like a, like a darker green. Okay. Cause even one of the saying, like one of the guides is like going in, like going out, like where's one of your favorite places in nature? Oh. So they work on visuals too. So like okay. if you start to get real stressed or, or um tensed up during labor uh-huh. um have your husband like speak over this place like we're going to your favorite place yeah like you're gonna sit under that tree and you're oh, gonna wow. relax and so yeah a lot of it is it's i still use it today wow in certain in certain ways like if i'm feeling stressed or even to go to sleep sometimes i still like think of the things in my head that yeah. I learned during that class or if my kids are stressing me out yeah. I kind of
1: you know how to yeah, go there
2: and I have um the music on my phone yeah and I created a birth playlist yeah. so you don't even have to use the music that they give you you can create your own right. So anytime I felt happy anytime I felt relaxed I'd play my birth playlist yeah and I would listen to that so then that's the labor, a memory when that I'd you play, yeah yeah Yeah, and so, like, the best way I can explain it is, like, so, if I smell patchouli, Uh I think of my dad. Okay. And I think of, like, sitting in his condo and, like, just listening to different music and, like, reading a book together or something. Like, because my dad... Or patchouli yeah so now whenever i smell patchouli i'm like my dad it my dad and it takes connection. me back to my childhood yeah. yeah and so that's how this is that's how this works mm. yeah so i really enjoyed that method
0: yeah
2: um unfortunately my labor was so fast
1: it was so fast so let's get to the so, labor because yes. i think your labor story was amazing yes so we're december 5th comes
2: so, okay so i I, it was, I was 40 weeks in like six days. Okay. So I was approaching December 5th. And
0: yeah.
2: My midwife was like, maybe we should do a membrane sweep. My oh. mom was leaving that Saturday.
1: Yeah. I know what that is. Yes. it was yes. Tuesday. Okay.
2: And so I was like, yeah, we should probably do a membrane yeah. sweep. I was already, you know. And that's I'm, when they I'm, just stretch you out week. basically,
1: right? Kind of try so to get things going. So a membrane sweep
2: is, you have to be dilated. In order for it to work, at least one. You okay. have to be at least to a one, so they can get in there. reach your membranes. Yeah, yeah. And so what they do is they they just kind of like sweep your membranes to trigger a response. Okay. And so um, we did that. And you usually know within a few hours if it
0: worked or not because okay. you'll start
2: contractions. Okay. It didn't work and I was mm. kind of feeling bummed Dang. and I was like, well, that's okay. But then my midwife gave me this homeopathic.
0: Uh-huh.
2: They're like little pellets.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, they taste like sugar.
0: <laughs>
2: oh. And there are two different kinds and every two hour I would alternate them. Okay. So I'd take like seven one hour and then two hours later I'd take seven of the other kind. Oh. And you just alternate them. Okay. So that night, my mom and I went walking in my neighborhood, in my uh, apartment complex. Yeah. And there were stairs, and I was like, "Ooh, stairs work! Like they yeah. open your <laughs> bones, and we'll get things rolling." Yeah. Like a dum dum, I walked seventy-two flights of stairs. Shut up! I was determined. <laughs> Oh, my God. I regret it so much. I do not go walking. You do
1: not go walking, to anybody. But do
2: not walk 72 flights of stairs. How did you even do that? I was determined. Yeah. Man, that 42 weeks was in the back of my head. I was like, I'm not doing that. And with my mom leaving, I was like, I want her to be a part of this birth. Yeah. Especially because most of my family was just kind of like, this is not a good idea, but yeah. you're Morgan, and this is what you're planning. Right. And so, so you
1: wanted your mom there. I yeah, I you. wanted
2: her to see this difference. That you can do it. Yeah, and I wanted, her, I wanted her to be a part of like, this experience. Yeah. Because she had some birth things that she wasn't overly happy with, and yeah. so I wanted her to see, like...
1: The joy of this Yeah, journey. birth yeah. does
2: not have to be scary. Birth does not have to be overwhelming or super painful you know and so I really wanted her to be a part of it yeah so we walked the stairs and I got home and Devin went to the store and got all the snacks and we got all the things on our list and we finally got things ready which definitely don't recommend waiting until (laughs) your post your
1: past your due 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 date you know
2: this is something you could cut you should you should probably be a little more prepared for but um so we did that and I just knew.
0: Yeah.
2: I just knew, like, tomorrow's the day. Yeah. And so I just got really emotional. Okay. I spent, like, an hour with Naomi. Just, yeah. like, her and I. It'll make me cry because it's, like, she was my only for so long. Yeah. And I didn't know the person I was going to be meeting because I didn't know the gender. I didn't know if it was girl or boy. Yeah. I just didn't know... I was attached, but I was still kind of, like, there was still that just surprise of yeah. it all. I didn't know how labor was going to go. and right. it, You know, and so I was just holding my firstborn. Yeah. Like, you're my baby, and yeah. you'll always be my baby. Yeah. And I read the book and put her to bed for, like, the last time, just her and I. Yes. And it's, like, I'm so glad I did that. I'm yeah. so glad my intuition told me to do that like I just felt yeah I just was like so weepy that day and I had that time with my mom and we walked those stairs and you know we talked and just kind of I kind of just released everything yeah and then I had that time with my husband yeah and we just laid in bed and I was like I feel it like I know I've said this before Mm -hmm. But that was just, like, hopeful. But yeah. this is different. Yeah. Like, I just feel it. Yeah. I just knew. It was, just, it was something I can't really explain.
0: Yeah.
2: So we go to bed, and I think we went to bed at, like, 930. Yeah. Like bags are all packed <laughs> by the door, ready to go. Yeah. Like, we just knew. Yeah. And so we go to sleep, and I wake up at 2.17 in the morning mm. on December 5th. hmm And I heard, like, a loud pop. Like, okay. it almost felt like lightning. Like, oh. I almost felt like my body got, like, struck by light. But it wasn't painful. It wasn't
1: painful. I was in a
2: dead sleep, and I just woke up, like, wide awake. Yeah. And I felt, I literally, like, felt and heard a pop. Oh, my and goodness. Was like, oh, well, that was weird. Like, was that a dream? Like, yeah. was it storming outside, you know? And all of a sudden, a contraction hit. Mm. And I've had Braxton Hicks, and I remember my contractions with Naomi. And I was like, well, when I felt this contraction and before I could even like finish my thought, another one. Oh, wow. Happened. And I was like, oh, that was quick. <laughs> and so I'm shrugging Devin trying to wake him up because he's cuddling me and I'm trying to wake him up. And he thought I was shrugging him away because during pregnancy, I'm like, OK, I kind of need my space. Yeah. Like I get hot. Yeah. So he like goes to roll over and I'm like, no, wake get up. Yeah. You know? like, I need you. <laughs> yeah. So I text my midwife. She didn't answer. I call her. And I couldn't even talk to her. Because they
1: were because coming. Because they were
2: coming so quick.
1: Oh, wow. And she's like,
2: well, are you timing them? And before I could even say another thing, she's like, you need to get to the birth center.
1: Because they were like... They do were, you know, have any idea how close they were at that I point? I don't.
2: Because they were coming so quick. It, yeah. To me, it was irrelevant. Okay. And so, Devin goes to wake up my mom. We get in the car. Yeah. My mom t- is taking care of Naomi, and they're going to meet us at the birth center. Okay. And so like I just remember like in the hallway from our apartment to the parking garage Uh I was just sitting there waiting and I was like can Devin bring the car to me like (laughs) I don't want to walk anymore because they were just they they started intense
0: yeah
2: I was kind of like all the videos in prep that I watched I was like okay like they'll kind of build up and you'll my mind will be able to catch up to it, but yeah. my body was already there. Really? And I was in such was a state that I wasn't at like... that point,
1: Or would you say it was just very extreme pressure?
2: I, I mean, there was pain, yes, but I can't remember the severity of it. Okay. I know that it was taking my breath. Yeah. And I know that it would stop me in my tracks. But, like, there was also... Anytime it hit, like I instantly like dropped, and okay. my hips swayed, okay. and like I just kind of like I didn't bear down, yeah, because didn't feel like I was holding a lot of tension.
0: Okay,
2: I was just there for it, yeah. like I just like allowed Your body it was to do, to it. yeah, yeah. And part of my affirmation was, "I can do anything for a minute, yeah," because tr- contractions are only a minute long. Okay, so it's like. I can I can do anything for a minute. Yeah. So I just continued like I'm breathing my baby down. Just kept working these affirmations. Yeah. And so we get to the car, and this car ride was the worst. Okay, I you lived, had to go far. It was about a thirty-five minute drive. Okay. So it's not super bad, but what when you're in traction? transition, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I later found out I was in transition. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah.
2: So that so, means you were
1: at seven centimeters. No. What does transition mean exactly?
2: So the weird thing with labor is sometimes your body can be somewhere, Uh but your mind might not be there yet. Okay. And so I had every symptom of transition, Uh but my body wasn't at a seven yet.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. But
2: my body, everything else was progressing.
1: Oh. I just didn't
2: dilate to that yet. Gotcha. So... the car ride i'm still apo- apologizing to devon for the things i said <laughs> we got into a fight on the car ride there because like on our road there it's a three-lane road yeah and I, I yelled at him and i said everyone knows this is the worst lane to be in because we. i just felt like we were hitting every pothole oh, and i couldn't gosh. get comfortable like I'm pretty sure I turned around at some point point was just, like, hugging the chair. Like,
0: Uh, (laughs) you know. Just trying to get comfortable. Just, like, trying to
2: work through them.
0: Yeah.
2: We laugh about it now because I know that we were in, like, the best (laughs) lane that we could be in. The other ones are the ones with, like, the worst potholes. Yeah. But it didn't matter. And so we got there and breathing through the contractions. And it's, I think it's, like, right before three. Okay. And... She checks me, and she's like, oh, sweetheart, you're at a five. Oh, wow. Like, and I was like, there's no way. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, well, we got this, you know? And so yeah. five is good news, though. Five, five you're is past good because you am four. Yeah. I'm, already, I'm, I'm now in active labor, right. and I'm progressing, you know? And so she sets the birth pool up, and we get the music going, and that's about it. I had plans for, like, decor and, yeah. you know, all these things and no. having my affirmations and I had photo streams s- that I wanted to decorate with and we just didn't get there. Uh. And so I get in the pool or in the, I get the, the birth tub pool and I'm, I just remembered like understanding like what it meant to surrender your body. Okay. And, I kept trying to like just listening to the way my body needed to move yeah. like swaying the hips was so necessary and just so primal that I didn't even have to think about it, it okay. just happened
0: yeah
2: we like at, I got into one position and the baby's heart rate started to drop okay and which is one thing she doesn't she doesn't continually monitor. Mm-hmm. She just does intermittent oh, okay. moder- monitoring. Yeah. Which is great mm-hmm. because they still had like the freedom to, to move. move around. Well, yeah. The baby's heart rate didn't like the position I was in, which oh. is crazy because it wasn't comfortable for me. You hear about it. Yeah. Like the mind body connection, and then you experience it.
0: Yeah.
2: Or then, or, like one of the things that hypnobirthing really focuses on is um, how you're baby and your body work together yeah your baby is just as a part of labor as you are yeah and so to really see that her heart rate would drop in my position would affect her yeah. and it was also a position that I wasn't comfortable in was re- it just really put it in to like it made it tangible yeah it made it real yeah and so um everything just was happening so quick yeah um i was in the pool and then i kept having to get out to use the bathroom yeah and uh usually for someone going into natural labor they use the bathroom beforehand yeah <laughs> like that's one of the signs that labor is coming okay your body just will expel everything yes and so they tell you to you know look for when your bowel movements start to happen uh-huh. and Mine happened during labor. Okay. (laughs) And so, but each time you get on a toilet, your contractions, no matter who's in labor, your contractions will become stronger and uh, more productive, they say. Oh, okay. Because... um, Why is that? Everybody feels relaxed on the toilet. Yeah. uh, And you're just, your body and your mind is already used to releasing and relaxing. Yeah. And so... Uh, When you're on the toilet, you're in that squatting position. Yes. Your hips open. Your baby can move down. Yeah. And you're in that relaxed state of mind.
1: Yeah. That's so so cool. I didn't even think about that.
2: So that's where I labored. I was mainly in and out of the tub. Wow. And so um, I'm sitting there. I stand up from using the bathroom. and I remember looking at my midwife frustrated Mm -hmm. because I kept going... Back and forth, yeah. and it was just kind of getting exhausting. Okay. Of the, I felt relief, and uh, the pressure was taken off in the tub, and then yeah. I'd have to go to the bathroom, and I'd have to get out, and then yeah. the contractions would be more severe on the toilet, and it's so just back and forth, back
1: and forth, just all this back
2: and forth, which really wasn't very long at all. Yeah. But it just, I it looked at her, like and I was it. like, I literally like started crying, like, oh. why does this keep happening? And then all of a sudden, I got this sense of nausea. Oh. I was just
1: about to ask you, did you throw up?
2: I didn't throw up. Okay. What they did was they brought me a mini trash can and they put peppermint essential oil at the bottom. Oh. And they told me to smell that. Oh. And so as soon as I smelled it, it went away. Okay. But nausea is a good sign. It means you're in transition. It means your body is like getting to the end. Okay. And I just remember sitting there at one point, like, like after going back and forth to the toilet and I was like... I see why people quit. Yeah. I get it. I, like, this is hard. Yeah. This is taking everything in me. I mean, Devin was praying with me at one point. Like, he put my hands on I love on that his, picture.
0: You
1: oh,
2: it's in. one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. And I, like, I don't remember what he was saying. I just remember, like, the feeling of peace I had. Yeah. Because he was praying with me and. He was going over the things that we practiced. And so even though, like, I don't specifically remember what was said.
0: You knew it was bringing you peace. Yeah,
2: I knew, like, I felt safe. Yeah. I felt comfortable. Well, so I'm on the toilet and I stand up. That nausea thing happens. And I look down and there's a little bit of blood streaming down my leg. Okay. And Kathy checked me and she said, reach down and feel your baby. (gasps)
1: Shut so up. So I
2: reached down and I felt Olive's head. What? My, my baby's head. I felt my baby's head. She said, "If you want to have this baby in the tub, you need to get there." Thankfully, it was only five steps so, away, girl, not hold even on, hold on. So right.
1: you did you feel? Did you feel like she was there? Did you feel she was that low, or you had no idea at that point?
2: I didn't. I I didn't feel that she was that low.
1: Wow. I didn't
2: even like feel that that was happening. Oh my! I don't. Gosh. E- I didn't even feel pushing. I felt pressure, but I didn't feel like most people say like, oh, you feel the ring of fire yeah. or, but the bleeding is just showing that like, I, it wasn't me tearing or anything. It was like my body opening. It's something yeah. called, uh, oh, what's it called? I forgot what it's called, but like bleeding is a, not a. It wasn't a lot of blood. Yeah, bleeding can be a bad sign, but in this case, the amount of blood that it was uh-huh. and where I was at in my delivery, it, it just wasn't. Meant a bad she was sign. coming. It out. meant that she was coming. Yeah, yeah. So I felt her head, and I felt hair. Oh my god! So I already knew she had. A, I had heartburn the worst. Like yeah, I lived off of applesauce at the end of my pregnancy. Applesauce. Yeah, I had applesauce? heartburn really
1: bad too, but I just take tums.
2: Applesauce girl. Applesauce was the only thing really? that helped. Yes.
1: And I'm change. doing it tomorrow. Yes. tomorrow.
2: <laughs> I'm living off applesauce right now. Ah. Like, and so, um, so I was living off applesauce towards the end. So I already kind of figured she would have a lot of hair, yeah. but then I felt it, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" And so she's so like, "If you want to have this baby, you better get in the tub." Up. So thankfully, it was like probably not even five steps. Although there were stool, like there was a you had to take. There were a few steps you had to go get up to in get there. in yeah. the tub. And so I contracted and I like tried to run to the tub, right? Because I felt her head. Yeah. So it's like, she's coming, yeah. you know, and I'm not, I'm not pushing this. I'm not holding this baby in. Right. You, know? you
1: did that before. Not yeah. again.
2: And so, um, my last contraction, I felt I had one foot in the tub
1: uh-huh.
0: and
2: one foot still outside on the stool. Okay. Trying to get in. And I thought that I was going to have her right there because I felt my body pushing. I didn't push. I you don't remember. At least I don't remember pushing. Okay. I might have. Some of it, a lot of it is kind of blurry because yeah. it just happened so fast. So, so
1: from so the time you got there to this point, how much time would you say had passed? It
2: was 4 a.m.
1: Oh, so that was about what? An hour. Two? Oh, wow. Well,
2: so so I got in the tub at 4
1: Oh, my goodness. In the tub. And you left home at like 2
2: 15 or so. No. I woke up at 2.17. I left my home around 2.30. Oh, my goodness. I got there around 3, maybe a little after. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I got in the tub at 4, pushed her head out at 4.01. She was completely out by 4.03. Oh,
1: my goodness gracious.
2: Yeah. And I didn't. So, I bring her up. Well, I was... My position... I had, I was leaning on the birth tub, like my, my elbows and my arms were on the birth tub, like on the rim of it. And I had one leg propped up. And so I birthed her in almost like a kneeling position, except my leg was, I had one knee on the ground and one foot on the ground. Does that make sense? Is that because you didn't
1: make it all the way down? Or were you always birthing in that position? That
2: was the most comfortable. Oh, okay. I got in and that was the position I got in. Okay. Oh, I remember now. Okay, so remember I told you her heart rate dropped? Yeah. She didn't like me sitting.
1: Oh, I see.
2: I, was, I couldn't sit. So I didn't... couldn't go on my back. Okay. And I couldn't be in a sitting position. So okay. most of my labor was on my hands and knees oh, in the okay. tub. Okay. In the tub. Or I was kind of leaning over and like yeah. swaying my hips. On The tub
1: and was is the water warm or luke? What's what's the temperature of the water? You I would say in? it's
2: like lukewarm, a little maybe a little warm. It's not bath water, okay, because the baby can't be born in hot water, right? But it's stale, sterile water, okay. Um, and so I birthed her out. I don't remember who caught her, mm. um, it just happened so quick. I don't know if anybody caught her, honestly, I don't know, and so. She birthed, and I remember having to like swing my leg over because of the cord. Yeah. And I turned around and she's on my chest. Oh. And I didn't know she was a she yet. Yeah. I'm sitting there holding her, and I'm, she had vernix. And so I was wiping what they call birthday frosting yeah. <laughs> and like rubbing it in. And um, finally, my mother in law said, Well, what is it? <laughs> and so I just reached down and I felt it was a girl. And I just said, it's a girl.
0: Aww.
2: And I I wish I was more excited about it. Yeah. I had totally believed she was going to be a boy. Yeah. Like, I felt a boy. Mm. And so I was just stunned. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I was yeah. happy to... Oh. Oh, man. It sucks saying it. Like, I really struggled with it afterwards and the guilt of it. But I had a little bit of gender disappointment.
1: Yeah,
0: for sure.
2: You can look back and see the pictures.
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I'm not smiling.
0: Okay.
2: And so when I see them, like, I remember what was going through my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's a real emotion, though. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so I was was just kind of processing, like, everything that happened. Like, I started labor at 2... Seventeen in a birth trap for three. That is so. So it crazy. wasn't even two hours no. yet, you know.
1: And was that something you had prayed for or, or had in your birth plan, or no, not really? I know you said you said four I hours. I said four hours. Yeah. Well, I
2: was back in bed by four hours. Uh, <laughs> I was back home in my bed by four that hours. That is
1: so crazy. So I guess that's
2: where the four hours came from. Yeah, and I ate my first meal at sunrise. Wow. Yeah. So.
1: All those things I, happen, guess I just still a little different. Had, but like yeah. but I love that though.
2: Everything was a part of it. Yeah. And she just made the December fifth. Like yes. she just made that date and um yeah. The most I the most complicated thing with my delivery was um my placenta took over a half an hour to come out. Oh. My midwife doesn't, she doesn't push on her stomach. Okay. Because that can cause problems and that can actually cause it to uh, leave pieces behind by oh. pushing on it. Okay. And so we waited, and we waited, and I did the delayed cord clamping. Yeah. And Olive was skin-to-skin, and her cord turned white and stopped pulsating. Okay. And so we, Devin cut the cord, and we got to look at the cord, and yeah. the placenta still wasn't coming. Okay. And I could see my midwife starting to get a little worried. Yeah. Where, um, like, her energy shift. Mm. She's very chill, very relaxed she's a godly woman she mm-hmm. prayed with us during our prenatal visits yeah and so like she's just she's very mellow yeah. kind of personality i heard the change in her voice mm. and she became super like extremely direct okay and i was like oh hmm, okay this must be this must Kinda be real yeah. yeah and so um when we cut the cord, there was we left the clamp on the cord Okay. that was still attached to the placenta. Okay. On the side that was still attached to the placenta. Devin took Olive and was doing skin-to-skin skin with her, uh-huh. and my midwife said I needed to stand up. Okay. Because I needed to try to birth my placenta now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and so she gave me a tincture called placenta relief. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I stood up with the weighted clamp on it. And finally the placenta came out. Really? But what? I had to push Was like, that I painful? had to like bur- That was more painful than delivering Olive.
0: Really? Mhm.
2: Yeah, it was um... and I was standing up and when the placenta came out finally my lungs dropped. I almost fainted oh. because when I birthed the placenta, everything dropped back into place. Wow. And so literally I just felt like everything drop and it took my breath away yeah and, like my midwife had to catch me i was holding on to her and it's just well i later asked her why she started to get nervous like why
1: what was that the yeah. energy
2: shift happened because in my research i looked up and placenta can take hours oh to deliver and it can be okay and she said she's experienced um a few labors where the placenta didn't come out right away
0: mm-hmm.
2: and instantly our body starts to contract down to size oh. and you start to
1: like close up close
2: up and she said and when that happens you have to transfer and then it's what not do they good they have to do surgeries can happen jeez yeah very even though m- that it, was a thing i didn't either and so then I understood like why why she, she was so intense about was it, yeah. so intense about it, and it kind of scared. It not I wouldn't say scared me because I didn't necessarily feel fear. Yeah, I just
0: knew like Something. this
2: is serious. Yeah. and it needs to be done. Yeah, and I think part of that is just from her experience yeah. of like
0: seeing, seeing it things
2: go left. go left, and for Where you, it, it was like, probably
1: just so fast that the placenta yeah. was just still.
2: It was over a half an hour. It was over. We were sitting in the. I mean, I was sitting in the saying, birth But I'm saying, do you think it was like, because
1: your actual birth was so quick?
2: It it might I have been. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But um, Olive's head didn't crown. She came so quick. Her head didn't crown. She had a 15 and a half inch head, and it's not crown.
1: What is? How, what do you mean? It didn't crown?
2: So when babies are coming through the birth canal, usually when it's a. Um, I had what's called a precipitous labor. Okay. Where it's quick. Yeah. Like, it's quick. (laughs) And that's what happened. Yeah. And um, when it's, when there's a little bit more time, especially during pushing, most of the time people don't push just two pushes and the baby's out. Yeah. Especially, maybe two pushes, but usually not in two minutes. Yeah. You know, and so their head will crown as it's coming through the birth canal. And that's why they have that soft spot. On yeah. the top of their head. So their head can mold so it can fit through the birth canal.
0: Yeah.
2: Hers didn't. It just
0: It just, it just came, came out. out.
2: Yeah. Well, she had popped blood vessels. Oh. And because she came out so quick, she actually ended up getting fluid stuck in between um, her nose and her mouth. Oh, my goodness. And so her sinuses were all blocked up. Oh. Which is something you typically see in C-section babies.
0: Oh. Because
2: when a baby's coming through the birth canal it'll push everything out so yeah and so um they had to really like squeeze and get the fluid out and wow she didn't cry right away which is pretty normal when you with a natural birth okay um babies don't usually cry right away Oh. and hers was more of just like a whimper rather than like a cry which is fine her color was good yeah everything was fine yeah um but she did sound a little nasally, so okay. she had some extra fluid. We ended up having to go to suction therapy, and she had a, t- a severe tongue tie and lip tie that had to be reversed. Wow. And so that was just quite a journey. But, um, yeah, we...
1: Y'all yeah. made it through that thing.
2: Yeah. And y'all was just yeah. back
1: home by breakfast, and... <laughs> yeah,
2: we weighed her, and she was 10 pounds. She was 10 pounds? And 10 she's pounds. she's so little to me I
1: now. Know,
2: she's so <laughs> tiny. Um, Yeah, so... That's why when that doctor said your baby's gonna be big, yeah. I'm like Man. Whatever. You
1: could have <laughs> yeah, like, birthed all the babies. My
2: midwife says a baby will like a fish won't outgrow the fishbowl. Oh. Your baby won't outgrow Yeah. Your belly. Right, you right, know? right. And I'm sure in some cases. There are complications where it probably is necessary. Do you hear
1: about people? Uh, I had a friend. I think I had two friends that their um, birth canal was not big enough to birth their baby. Like they actually had to have a C-section. Do you believe that is a real thing? Or I
2: have heard that. Okay. I don't. I don't know much about it. I uh-huh. think there's a lot of. I think there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Uh, I think as an OB they see a lot of intervention. Okay. They see more cause for intervention than they do natural births. Yeah. They're more familiar with interventions yeah. than they are natural births. Yeah. And so um I'm I'm not sure how like I know that sometimes babies don't descend yeah sometimes babies stay what they call in a floating station okay um and so that's cause for c-section yeah and there's there are some very valid reasons and necessary that, yeah. interventions. necessary reasons for intervention right um, but and so I can't many times. I can't say that yeah because I don't know yeah I'm sure there is I'm sure there's some people who they're they're they just don't
1: like they open just don't
2: up. open the way that you know some people would yeah and so i don't know yeah i don't know i know that c-sections have been something that's happened for a very long time yeah it's, it's not a newer practice mm-hmm. the amount of c-sections that are happening is newer i mean i think as a nation we're up either 53 or 57 percent
0: wow
2: yeah um and so, I I think there are definitely reasons for interventions. Yeah, and I also think that not everybody should have an out of hospital birth. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is my story, and this is something that I felt I healed a lot yeah. from that labor. Yeah, I. But I did a lot of work before that labor. You did, yeah. I did a lot of mental and emotional preparation, mm-hmm. and my midwife and my hypnobirthing instructor worked through fear, like real fear, mm-hmm. and uh, even fears about after the baby's here mm-hmm. that can stall labor. And yeah. we, w- there was a lot that went into the process yeah, of yeah, doing yeah. this. I didn't just decide, I'm gonna have an out of hospital birth. And, yeah. Just roll with it. Like yeah. I the, truly made what I feel as informed decisions. But this is where I felt safest.
0: Yeah. I
2: felt more safe out of a hospital.
0: Yeah. Not
2: everybody feels that right. way. Some people really can't even grasp the idea of that. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Because this was my experience. Yeah. And I think it's important that we honor.
0: People's other, choice and yeah, desire. People's yeah. People's
2: choices. Yeah. And, and thank God we have a choice. Truly thank God we have a choice. Yeah. Um it, it's a vital part of our being yeah. as humans to have that choice and to to birth the way we want to, especially as women. Yeah. To be able to to have that ability to search inside you and come out triumphant rather that's having a C-section that you weren't looking for. Mhm. Um, that takes courage. Yeah. That takes true courage Yeah, to go through that and surrender to that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Birth takes surrendering no matter what it looks right. like. Right, that's true. Rather that's somebody not wanting an epidural. Mm-hmm. Rather that's somebody not wanting to be induced, but their baby's 42 weeks yeah. and their placenta's having issues. You know, like there's so many it's things so that can go into it where I think it's important to have a birth plan. Yeah, and I think it's important to speak
0: uh-huh. what
2: you want. Yeah. And I think it's important to do your research and yeah. have knowledge. And I think it's equally as important to hear mamas and their experience. Yes. And to honor what they went through. Yeah. Um, my birth story is very different than a lot of people's. It is. And I don't talk about it to boast about it or to make people feel lesser than or anything like that. I don't think I'm better than anybody because I had an out-of-hospital birth. I yeah. don't think I'm better than anybody because I had a natural birth. Yeah. You know? This was what I wanted.
0: Yeah. And I and
2: worked hard to get there.
1: Yeah, and you did the work and yeah. it worked out. But that's yeah. what the um a lot of the podcasts and books are like really promoting, like be accepting of whatever your birth yeah. plan turns out to be, yeah. you know? And so that's like the mindset. But like I just love hearing people's stories, mm-hmm. good or bad,
0: yeah. as
1: long as they were open and receptive to it. Yeah. Cuz so many times like you said, like something went away that you didn't expect it and it it crumbled you. Yeah. Which that is an honest emotion. Yeah. But like I'm trying to be more of the mindset of like like God, whatever your will is for this this baby coming into the earth. You know yeah. my desire. But I'm open to however and just wanting to have that choice and that dialogue and that conversation. Mm -hmm. So it's beautiful either way it goes. But it's just something so special to me that, like you said, can be stolen without you even knowing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like years later, I'm realizing that um, moments were kind of taken from me without any knowledge, really, you know, from Madison's birth. So just trying to pull a little bit of that control back as much as I can.
2: And I hear you. I hear what you're saying about that. And it wasn't my experience. So I mean, like you haven't even shared your birth with me about Madison, your experience with Madison. But hearing that, I understand. Yeah. Because even if our experiences weren't the same and where we felt disappointed or where we felt taken advantage of or we felt like things were happening to us, wherever that, wherever those feelings or whatever your feeling lies for you, Mm -hmm. even though it might not lie there with me. I'm holding that space for you because what you felt is very real. Because that experience and what you go through to birth your baby will play out to how you parent and how you move forward. Some people that looks like postpartum depression. Some people that looks like never having another baby, even though they want one. Right,
0: right, right. Some people
2: that looks like crippling fear. Yeah. Some people that's trauma, real trauma. I've heard real traumatic experiences. And then I... I hate that stigma of something There, a mama experiences birth trauma and then people silence her and say, well, at least your baby's healthy. Yeah. And to me, that's not the truth. Yeah. I mean, there's, for that baby to truly be healthy. Yes. Thank God that baby's alive and that baby's safe and that baby is healthy. Yeah. But if you want long-term health, that mama mama has to to be be taken care of. Yeah. And that mama can feel the immense joy that she feels holding her baby that's in her arms, and still feel the grief and the sadness that she lost what she was aiming for, or she felt taken advantage of, or she had to get an episiotomy and she didn't want one, or she ended up with a C-section when she wanted a home birth. You know, there's so many. There's such a mental. emotional aspect of this that i feel is getting overlooked and i think that that's why postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety is such a real thing these days i mean it's a along with other things such as when babies are born and people come to visit most of the time they're just worried about the baby they want to hold the baby they want to talk about the baby Mm -hmm. but Ask the mama how her birth went.
0: Yeah. Ask
2: her how she's feeling afterwards, yeah. you know? Check up on her. Like, truly check up on her. Yeah. You know, it's important that they feel cared for as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Make her a
2: meal. Bring her a meal. Yeah. Make her bed so yeah. she knows, you know, so she is getting back into the bed. Yeah. After a long day, and she's not the one that had to make it for yeah. once, you know? Or hold the baby so she can take a. 20-minute shower if she wants, yes. a bath if she wants. just yeah. So she feels like a human and yeah. like she's seen. Yeah. We're so... New mamas are so overlooked. Yeah. And... We're missing that village aspect mm-hmm. that other countries have yeah. still today. And it's easy to text someone and ask them how they're doing, but it's another to pick up the phone and hear the voice behind the person. Yeah, And hear... You know, if, if when they say they're okay, are they really okay? Why? Are they you struggling? Are or they, what? Yeah. yeah. Are they? Are they getting the support that they need? Yeah. Are they able to rest? Mm-hmm. Gosh, this mentality mm-hmm. that you need to bounce right back up and yeah. you need to go back to the gym and you need to work out it's and your crazy. body needs to bounce back—that's not. Crazy. Yeah. That's not good long term. It's not good for your health, your mental health, your physical health. To. To overlook that is detrimental. Yeah. And it's a huge disservice to our mamas that are raising the next generation. Yeah. To the family that was just birthed and reborn again. Yeah. And to the growth of their family and the relationship between the wife and the husband. And so much that goes into it besides just having a baby. Right, 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 right. Where I think we need to revisit this as a society. As a society. And truly... Bring the honor and remember how sacred yeah. and how miraculous all of it is. Yeah. And help each other refine that power, For whatever sure. that looks like. Yeah.
1: And that's uh, a great segue into this. And we could kind of wrap up with this. But so now you're a doula. Yes. Um So did your experience with your daughter – um, your second daughter's birth kind of pushed you into that space or was that something you were always thinking about like how did you get to that point
2: it's interesting because when I was in high school and they told you to go and shadow someone for work like yeah. whatever your interest is and then like write a report on it I wanted to go shadow someone in the labor and delivery department oh I used to want to be a nurse and I've worked with kids That my first job was working with kids and all throughout high school, I worked with kids. And so doing something in this field had, had always been of interest to me. Um, but because of some things that I know now, I don't want to take the medicinal route of it. Yeah. And so with what happened with Naomi, my labor with Naomi, and I saw what I was lacking there Mm -hmm. and then the empowerment i felt with olive i think they both fueled this fire in me. that i know what can happen if you're not informed if you don't have someone advocating for you yeah which even like as a doula i don't advocate for you i help you find your voice yeah i want you to find your own power because what is a decision if i make it for you right that's you know you can tell me your birth plan but if the day comes and i'm making your birth like i'm i'm making these decisions for you I'm still the one making the decision for you. Yeah. The point is for you to stand firm and confident in the decision that you make. Yeah. And I am there to help you in any search of evidence or knowledge that you need. And I'm there to support you no matter what that looks like. Yeah. If my client told me, hey, I'm going in for a C section, an elective C section okay, that is your choice. Yeah. That is your choice. But you still are going to support that. I'm here for you. Yeah. Right. And so most of my clients have been in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, I, I had one out of hospital client and we ended up transferring, but I'm so glad I got to be there for her. Yeah. And it's such an amazing process. I, I, work, I work with my clients um, in the prenatal phase. We have two visits. And then I am there for the labor and I do two postpartum visits.
0: Okay.
2: And so I really get to watch these families yeah. be reborn. Yeah. I get to watch the dynamic of the relationship between a husband and wife yeah. change. And I get to see what they're excited for and what they're scared for and yeah. then grow in that confidence yeah. as we work together. and. I get to see their. I've cried at every birth, really? <laughs> just a little bit. I'm not like a blubbering mess, but it's but that's it's so beautiful. So, it's so cool yeah. to be in the room, and it during those moments. If I'm not needed, yeah, I kind of just step back. And yeah,
0: like
2: let them have that have that moment, yeah. and I I feel like a, like a fly on the wall, yeah. like watching them experience this and just like. I just feel so honored that I get invited into yeah. this space. And it's... It, my experiences between Olive and Naomi really did drive me to this. Yeah. But it was something that I just kind of fell in my lap, too. Yeah. Where I didn't think... I i was leaning more towards towards becoming a midwife. Okay. Because I really enjoyed my relationship with my midwife. And I was like, I want to do that for people. Yeah. But then I found this middle ground where... I'm not in charge of anything. Okay. I don't do anything medical. I don't ever check your cervix. I don't ever check with the position of the baby. I don't diagnose anything. Yeah. I am there for mental and physical support and yeah. emotional support. Yeah. And so I am one of the only people on the birth team there for the mama. Yeah. I'm not there. Of course, I want your baby healthy, but I'm not there
1: That's not
0: true. Making
2: sure your baby is healthy. Exactly. I'm there for you. Yeah. I listen and I observe you and I can see if something's wrong and if you need help making a decision or just somebody to help level you and bring you back. That's what I'm there for. Yeah. And so I like that aspect of I'm involved, but I'm not in charge. I don't want to be in charge. I don't want to be, you know what I mean? Like if something tragic ever happens. I don't think I personally could handle that. Yeah. So, but I'd love to walk with the mama. Yeah. And that's what I do. I get to walk hand in hand with the families as they are reborn again. Yeah. it's just, that's so fun. I love that. Yeah.
1: And that's so fitting for you. Thank you.
2: I, I, I really feel like I've, I've heard people say like, "Oh, this is my calling. I feel called to this," but like my my passion for it is yeah. so on fire yeah. that I just I'm I feel a hundred percent like this is where I'm supposed to be. Sure, and it's just a really unique and inspiring feeling. Yeah, to like,
1: I think that's so beautiful, though thank you to be a part of the most miraculous thing that we yeah. can do here on earth really yeah
2: and each one each labor has been so different and, yeah. and so it's just i stand in awe every single time
1: yeah yeah oh i love it you have been <laughs> so good and so interesting Thank and you. and i hope that you i'm sure you inform so many people because you inform me like you know a lot of stuff <laughs> you really do so thank you for coming yeah, tell the people how they me. can find you on social media or any other platforms
2: Um, I am raising little wildflowers on Instagram and I
1: love that name
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you I always think like if I get pregnant again and I have a boy, I probably can't. They like, probably I can't keep that name anymore. That's so true. I'm like, I'm gonna soak it up like, while I can, because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So yeah. Oh, but my. I love my my two little girls. My profiles mainly of them. So they're so
1: freaking cute. Your family. We love Devin. We love you. Thank and you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
2: yeah. you. Yeah. But We can wrap if you uh, are good to go. We can wrap like a wrap it up i'm like, <laughs> not a rapper i mean wait a second I'll sit, you,
0: I'll,
2: I'll sit back and let you do
0: it girl no i am
1: not at all <laughs> we can wrap this up but thank you so much yes.
0: so bye girl Bye. <laughs> bye <laughs>